0: When you, you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. My man, Brian Baldinger, Baldy's Breakdowns. I'm Carl Dukes. Put them up. And, of course, you can follow us, guys. Like us, subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Jason LaConfora, part of this podcast as well. And you can always watch us at In the, Hud, uh, in the Huddle Pod on YouTube. Uh, Baldi, I want to start with this Ravens team. Because you were there, you watched how dominant they were again. I think they lead the league in sacks, if I'm correct. Yes, they do. So, up front, we talk about, you know, dominant play. Last year, we saw the Eagles lead the league in sacks, go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm feeling about this Ravens team, Baldy. I think as the season progresses, they're gaining confidence. They've got a multitude of guys up there that can get pressure. I think they're going to lead the league in sacks. And I think they have a legitimate shot to go to the Super Bowl. I do, too. And it's interesting because a guy that you know real well, Chuck
1: Smith, was hired by the Ravens this year to be their pass rush specialist outside linebacker coach. And I talked to Chuck before the game for a long time, Carl. And, you know, what's interesting about Chuck is, like, they've given him full reign to work on pass rush. So, you know, they blitz a lot. They blitz off the corners. They blitz Kyle Hamilton, the safety. You know, Roquan will come. Patrick Queen will come. But he teaches everybody pass rush. Cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers. There's there's fundamentals to winning your one on one, wherever mm. you're coming from. Mm. And so they get they get contributions. But then if you say, okay, that's interesting to hear. Like you work with everybody on pass rush. But look at the year that Jadevian Clowney is having. I mean, honestly, anybody yep. could have had Jadevian. Yeah. You look at what Kyle Van Noy has done the last month. He's got five sacks in the last month. He was on the street. Uh, you look at the development of Justin Matabike. Like, he leads all interior defense linemen, Carl, in sacks. More than right. Aaron Donald, more than Chris Jones, you know, more than Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's an elite player right now. And then you look at how they play defense. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to Rod Woodson before the game, and he does the Ravens uh, games. And, you know, the Ravens are largely a zone team. <laughs> they play a matchup zone. But they don't, they, they don't break down. They're very well coached by Mike McDonald in the whole, and, and uh, Horton, Chris Horton, the defensive back coach. They're very well coached. And when I watch him play car, I'm like, where's the weakness? What can you attack? Is there a player? There yeah. really isn't because of how they play together. And then if, if you're like Geno Smith and you're holding it to try to figure out who's getting open, the rush gets to you. And, and then if you go, okay, on the other side, they're back to leading the league in rushing, Carl. And then Lamar leads the league in, in completion percentage. And it's not like they have a soft schedule. They've right. gone up against first-place teams all year long, and they've smoked them. They, they're they complete. This is a great test against Cleveland and their defense. I mean, I, I can't wait for Sunday to see what happens. Because if they take care of Cleveland in this game, I don't care what anybody's record is. Philadelphia is.
0: It doesn't matter to me. Like, they're the favorite right now. Yeah. And here's the other thing, Baldy. We talk about home field right now. We're getting into this. Who needs it more? Uh, I'm watching the Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's great. We know this. But I feel like they need home field a little bit more this year. If they got to go to Baltimore, I'm just saying that that that's going to be a problem. You know, I feel like that is going to be a potential difference maker in whether the Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl or not and whether it's the Ravens or anybody else in the AFC. I just think if anybody's got to go to Baltimore, it's going to be tough. I agree with that. And you look
1: at their home record, you look at Lamar's record. Now, Lamar's got to do it in the postseason. That's what this whole regular season is about. He He's going to put up numbers. He's got nine touchdowns. He's run for five. He's kept his interceptions low. Uh, he is fumbling too many times. He's fumbled 10 times. Um, and so that they've got to – ball security is the one issue I have. But I feel like the passing game, uh, first of all, I think Todd Munkin is going to be a head coach pretty soon. Like he, this offense looks pretty good because they still kept a lot of the tenements that they were successful with before. They still run it in a variety of ways, but Lamar from the pocket, Lamar doing anything right now. It's, it's literally, you can't take your eyes off. him. He's just been just that dynamic of a player. And, you know, I just think back to the offseason call. Carl. We were on these podcasts going, <laughs> could anybody really have had Lamar? Could the Falcons really have had Lamar? Remember, uh, you were saying that, Carl. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you invest? And now that they can't figure out the quarterback situation. But if you put Lamar in Atlanta right now, aren't
0: they the favorites in the NFC to just, Hands you know, down. like they're up there with Philadelphia? I-, I totally agree. Hands down. I'll tell you a quick Todd Munkin story. It's is funny. Uh, when he was at Georgia as the offensive coordinator, he won two national championships. Stetson Bennett yep. was the quarterback. And the first year uh, before they, they went back to back, but the first right. year they won the championship, my main concern was that they weren't throwing the ball vertically down the field. And so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm complaining, <laughs> you know, and talking to Todd, not, not to him, but about yeah. him saying, you got to throw the ball, Todd, you guys got to throw <laughs> the ball vertically down the field. So he yeah. has a press conference like later that week, I think that was like a Tuesday and he's talking on a Thursday or whatever. And, you know, you know these guys are listening, Baldy. hear yeah, everything, back, Carl. Yeah, it got back to me, you know. So he comes on the press conference, he's like, you know, we'd love to throw the ball vertically down the field, but we've got to be balanced, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, is he talking to me? So Your Benny
1: is here, Carl. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the next game, right, I mean, Stetson Bennett goes off. He's like 300 yards and everything. And it almost felt like Todd was saying, look, we can do this, but we got to be balanced. And I only bring that story up to say, you just talked about it. They're running the football, right? They're rushing the ball, number one or two in the league or whatever it is. And then Lamar's doing his thing. And it, it makes me think about Todd when he talked about, you know, I want to do that. I do it every now, but I got to be balanced.
1: You know what's funny about that story, Carl, is honestly, during the broadcast last week, I said the only component that I want to see improve with the Ravens offense right now is the deep shot. Yes. Like, you know, if they missed OBJ. They missed a couple, like maybe two or three they missed last week. Everything else, short, intermediate, tight ends—you know—they were—they were were awesome. And I said, I actually said the exact same thing. They've got it. They got it. This is how you got to win in January. You got to take You got to take your shots. You got to get the deep ball. And and here they are, you know, just like taking—I mean, just taking these teams apart um, one by one right now.
0: All right, Baldy, Bengals are ascending. We've been talking about it the last four weeks or so. They're five and three burrow's play has just gone here guys i mean and again we talked about what he did in f- w- against the 49ers but here comes this texans team and they got a lot of confidence and balding that drive by cj stroud last week to win the football game was absolutely incredible like there are times i think i'm not watching a rookie i feel like i'm watching a, a seven-year vet who's done this normal you know th- numerous times and I'm falling more and more in love with C.J. Stroud. I'm just being honest with you. Like I'm sitting back can't, and I'm not "Help like, it!" That this kid, he's legit. Well,
1: that drive, Carl. There was 46 seconds left in the game, and they're down 37-33. Okay, it's 46 seconds. He's at the 25 yard line. He's got to go 75 yards. Bing, bang, boom! Touchdown, Tank Dell. Um, it was. It was like if you did that drive in 46 seconds on Friday against air, you know, at, you know, at your team facility, you screw it and be jumping in the end zone. Go, yeah. that's, that's what we got to do. They did it against defense that knew what they had to do. They had to keep everything in front of them, keep them out of the end zone. they couldn't stop. But if you just look at, you know, I don't know what people thought about Noah Brown when he was in Dallas, yeah. but he stepped up last week when Robert Woods is out. Tank Dell is just a dynamic rookie. Nico Collins was just a guy for his first two years. And this is his receiving core. And Dalton Schultz, we always thought he was a good player in Dallas. Big-time free agent. He goes off last week. I, you know, he's thrown 14 touchdown passes right now, Carl, and in one interception. I mean, we, we've never seen a rookie put up no. those kind of numbers. Mahomes didn't put up those kind of numbers. No. Earl didn't put up those kind of numbers. Like, he's thrown 14 touchdowns against one interception. He, You can't get him to make a mistake.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I said to a buddy of mine yesterday, he might be the MVP. And he laughed. And I said, no, 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 no. Statistically, yeah, I don't know if they're going to go to the playoffs and all of that stuff. Because they're, they're better than what we expected. They're a 500 team. But it's a quarterback award. Jalen Hurts is not playing as well as he was last year. Patrick Mahomes is not playing as well as he was last year. Joe Burrow, if he keeps going here like he is, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Josh Allen's not playing as well as he was last year. I'm just saying, and, and it's unusual, we know, Baldy, to give it to a rookie, but that's how good his numbers are. He's in these statistical categories where he's the only guy, you know? And so when you start talking about elite, that is what makes you elite. We'll see where it goes. Texans at Bengals on Sunday. Well, you know, I, real quick, Carl,
1: like, you know, tonight, obviously, we might get to it, but, you know, Carolina plays tonight. And you can't struggle any more than Bryce Young is struggling. Sure. Like that during the conversation tonight, you know, um your CJ Stroud is gonna get brought up in this game. W- whether Bryce Young plays well or he struggles again, regardless. Because Caroline is sitting there with the number one pick. And you know, Choice. they 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 took them all out to dinner, they entertained them all, and <laughs> Carolina made this decision. And you just can't help but think. Would Carolina have one win right now? Ooh. And would they
0: be looking like this if CJ Stroud was quarterback in that team? All right. I, I just want to tell you guys this is what I'm talking about 470 yards passing. He's the only guy to do that in the league this year. Five touchdown passes in a game. Only got to do that this year. 13 more touchdown passes and interceptions. The only other guy that had done that is Kirk Cousins. He's hurt. Uh, 176 passes to start his career. No picks. No quarterback rookie in NFL history. Had done that. And then he's got, you know, 400, what uh, What does he have? Oh, 433 yards in a game, NFL history. I'm I'm just telling you, all these things go, and you start going, wow, he's really impressive. I don't know if he wins it. I don't know if he's even going to be in the conversation, but it should be interesting. And if he plays really good on Sunday, I think it helps people start to really recognize he's playing against a good Bengals defense, going up against Joe Burrow. If they stay in the game, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. Baldy, let's yeah. talk about this game because we are recording this on Thursday, guys. Want to get this out there because if you look at it from a, just a record standpoint, it looks like a crap game. But somebody's got to win. Panthers are 1-7, Bears 2-7. and seven. Here's where I'm at with the Bears, Baldy, and tell me what you think about this. I was on Justin Fields and thought that Justin Fields was going to have a legitimate shot to show that he's the franchise quarterback. We're going into week 10 and I still right now do not know if that's the case. I I just don't. And the bears are two and seven. I don't know when he comes back. He's not playing tonight. And it's really weird. My point is the bears may be at a decision point at the end of this season with Justin. And then the Panthers at a different place to what you just talked about with their quarterback, who's just starting, but they've got to continue to build around him. But this game, I I don't even know what to think about this Thursday night matchup tonight. Well,
1: I, you know, in Chicago, you know, it, look, they, they can't win games. And, you know, Matt Eberflus right now is like literally last week, Tyson Bajan. Like, I know you look at the stats and he fumbled it at the end of the game, trying to make a play. And he threw three interceptions. And I go, OK, well, it would be good if Kyle, you know, if if Komet came back to the ball and didn't let Paulson Debo jump in front of him, you um, know, get one of those interceptions. But literally the Bears went up and down the field. I mean, the two touchdown passes to Cole Komet were just absolute beautiful throws. He hit, um, you know, in the back of the end zone, DJ Moore, and he had both hands on the ball, and it got stripped out. Uh, yeah, the, the, the offense looked good. You know, they 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 can run the ball in Beijing. Like he knows what he's doing, and so the ball comes out on time. Darnell Mooney's a part of the offense. Like it's they're not. It's not like they're not fun to watch. I, I think the Bears are going to play really good in this game. Like, I don't know if – if, but I just think Tyson Bajan's like going, I get a chance to play. I was at Shepherd College, you know, <laughs> playing against, I don't know, Stroudsburg State last week, you know, last year at this time. He's just <laughs> enjoying the opportunity. And I the guy has ability. He really does have ability. And it'll be interesting because you've got Bryce Young, the number one pick, supposed to be the franchise player. And then you get Tyson Bajan on the other side, free agent, Shepherds college, all this stuff. And what if Shep, what if, you know, he Tyson outplays, him. outplays him tonight, Yeah, like literally just the, forget about the stats Carl. We're watching a game. Like we're going to watch it. Yeah. And you just see one player, you know, that outplays the other guy and you go, can we screw up this process of picking quarterbacks any more than we do? Cause mm. we do it every year. And You know, whether you're watching Zach Wilson on Monday night, which was unwatchable, whatever it is, we screw this up every year. And every year, you have to like, this might be the ultimate scrutinizer tonight. If Tyson Bajan
0: goes out and makes all these throws and Bryce Young just struggles. Baldy, I, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, witnessed something that I've never witnessed last Sunday. A guy got off the plane on Tuesday, practiced with his team on Wednesday, and didn't take any first-team snaps. Jaron Hall is the starter at the start of the game against the Falcons on Sunday. First series, pow, he gets knocked out. Yep. Josh, they call him on the sidelines. This guy's like, where's my helmet? All right. Like we're in high school goes out and plays. Absolutely incredible. I mean, kudos to Josh Dobbs. It was, it was absolutely incredible, but it was also maddening and frustrating to see on the other side because You just don't see a guy step into a game situation, limited play calling, and be able to do what he did. But there's two things that are going on here, and I want to get to the Falcons Cardinals because Kyler Murray comes back this week. I think he's got a lot to prove. And then the Falcons, it's been a mess offensively, and I want to get – I know you've been doing some breakdowns. My thing with this is, Baldy, too cute in the red zone. Sometimes you just got to do what you do. We're trying to run reverses. You're trying to run, you know, all this crap with guys in the backfield. That That's not what they do. It's not their job. And so it's hurt them. And a, and a crazy stat, Baldy, is the 18 times that the Falcons have been at the five-yard line or inside the five-yard line, Bijan Robinson's touched it one time for no gain. So you've got all these weapons, but yet you've not used them. And Arthur is catching a lot of heat. Arthur Smith, the head coach. But Josh Dobbs first, and then let's talk about Kyler Murray coming back, and could he do the same thing that we just saw Josh Dobbs do against the Falcons on Sunday? So what I want to,
1: what I want NFL Films or some documentary group to do is I want to hear Kevin O'Connell talking to Josh Dobbs during this game, <laughs> and just what those because he you know you the coach can talk, the play caller can talk to the quarterback up to fifteen seconds, then they cut the mics off. So I would love to hear that conversation of how he kind of called the play, what the alert was, what the protection is, how Josh Dobbs got it out communicated. Cause you didn't see any breakdowns. No. no, we saw complete efficiency in the red zone. And so, you know, and, you know, now we hear like Josh didn't even know who some of the players were in the huddle. I mean, that that's to be expected. I understand that. But I played with, uh, I played in a situation, Carl, where we, Called a quarterback up off the street, you know, and had to had to play him, you know, on Sunday, and it was a disaster. And you expected it to be a disaster. It's like how much can you possibly process or digest and then execute with no practice, which is Josh Dobbs' case. It's it's literally story number one this season it of is. what that you know. I they're, they're telling me now that you know his jersey number fifteen, like it's being they can't print them fast enough in the <laughs> Like they're literally at the printing press. Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs right now. Because this is a hot football team. They've won four in a row and they've overcome. And Brian Flores could be the assistant coach of the year right now with how they're playing defense, for real. So it, it, it's just an amazing, amazing testimony to the person that uh, Josh Dobbs is.
0: So Kyler Murray comes back. Baldy, I, I think that at the end of the season, you know, the Cardinals may be looking at the first overall pick. Right now, they have it, right? They're one and eight. We'll see what happens with the Giants and some of these other teams that are just a mess and how the season plays out. But if that happens, Baldy, I don't think they stay the course with Kyler Murray. I think they try to trade him because this quarterback draft, and again, the, the regime that's there now and Gannon, and they didn't draft him, right? So, Kyler Murray, in my opinion, over the next nine weeks is playing for a job there to either remain there or a job somewhere else. And and I'm just curious to know what you think about him coming back because I did not think I'd see him this season.
1: Well, I I agree with you, Carl, honestly. Um, Look, the team plays hard. They can't make plays when they have to make plays. Defensively, they're in a lot of these games. They can't finish it out. Um, There's a lot of different reasons. Last week, I I had no idea who was going to carry the football for him. Like every back was hurt, De Mercado, Connor, like they were all hurt. Um, They're taking guys off the street, and throwing them in. I mean, it's just you know, it's just been a mess. But um, look, if if Monty Austin Fort, uh, the general manager, and Jonathan Gannon get the number one pick, if that happens, like it's just you're looking at all of the rookie quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, going back to Joe Flacco and Mahomes and Russell Wilson and guys that have won Super Bowls on rookie contracts. Like you have to take advantage of the finances when you can sign a guy and then have all this extra money to be able to, you know, either build your team, make trades, free agency, you know, whatever you need to do, you could do that when a quarterback's got at least four years, you know? And so to me, financially, if you want to build your team, you do it with the rookie uh, on a rookie contract. And if the talent is out there, whether it's Caleb or, you know, whoever it is, um, it's going to be hard to say no to that situation right now. And yeah. that's not to knock Kyler Murray. No. I, but I don't think if Kyler Murray goes out there and just balls out, and I think he's going to be very motivated to, to shut the critics up, you know, to prove to himself, to prove to this regime for the next contract, some maybe someplace else. Like he's got a lot to play for right now
0: if he wants to have a viable, long-time NFL you know, career. Guys, follow us at In The Huddle Pod on YouTube. And, of course, like us, tell your friends about us. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on four for part of this podcast as well. We're heading into Week 10. We're talking about all things NFL as we do each week. Is that the best the Cowboys could play against the Eagles? I felt that way, and they still lost, even though they had the chance and they hurt themselves, sweat with the sack, sets them back. You know, it's just like they couldn't get out of their own way at the end of that game. Is that the best they can play, though, when you talk about what to expect from Dak Prescott? I thought he was really good, but you didn't win the game.
1: I know. I, I feel like it, it It would be hard for Dak to play better, to see what C.D. Lamb did, Jake Ferguson did, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no turnovers, to go up and down the field, but you can't score in fourth and one. You know, I mean, just the things that happen. So, like, it's it's one game, it's a. It's, it, it was an awesome game. I mean, it's just from an entertainment standpoint, yeah. I, I don't know that, you know, it gets a whole lot better during the regular season than what we watched on Sunday afternoon, Philadelphia. But, you know, the, you have to live with those things. You have to live with the fact that you, you, you can get close, you can play great, you can't get over the hump. Um, it, it's just a fact. But I would say there's no moral victories, but I would say Dallas should take a lot from that game. You know, and they should – Like, they have been blowing out weak teams. Like, they run them right out of the gym. I think they'll do that this week against the Giants. Like, I just don't think there's anything the Giants could do if the Cowboys come out and execute, for the most part, like they did last week. Um, The offensive line outside of Terrence Steele in some pass rushes played really good. I haven't seen Tyron Smith play that well in a long time at left tackle. He was awesome. So Dallas has a lot that they can hold their, their head up about um I think this is a, a get back get right game and I think they have a chance for a good second half push this this uh this season
0: 49ers coming off the bye, taking on the Jags Trevor Lawrence's team six and two 49ers five and three we know they were scuffling before the bye. uh the 49ers on the road are a three-point favorite which is kind of interesting, but again, coming off the bye, I think that's the Shanahan effect, and you're saying they're going to be ready to play. Maybe they're a little bit more healed up. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the NFC, Baldy, and again, we're talking about the Cowboys, we're talking about the Eagles. 49ers are going to still be in the mix, but this is an interesting game on Sunday in the 1 o'clock window because this is a good test for the 49ers on the road. No doubt. And, you know, Jacksonville's coming off a bye, too, after winning five in a row. The point.
1: And we all know what the schedule is like playing two games in London and playing the next week against Indianapolis and going on a short road, a short week to play the Saints, all those things. And they all they did was stack W's. Um, so they're going to be healthy. But I do think San Francisco getting Trent Williams and Debo Samuel back, it makes a difference. I mean, there are two elite players that they've lost back to back games with where they have not been in the lineup. And the offense is going to look, I think, a whole lot better than a 17 point offense. So they're just – those players are elite. And I think San Francisco gets back. They make the the move for Chase Young. And Chase Young is largely underperformed. Uh, It is interesting to me, the best game I've ever seen Chase play was his rookie year against the 49ers. Like that day, he looked like the rookie of the year, which he was. He was a dominant player. San Francisco – if you had to say, what's wrong with the 49ers? Like their defensive line has not performed well. Nick Bosa hasn't performed well. Eric Armstead hasn't. I don't care what metric you want to put up there. Like Kirk Cousins carved them up. Joe Burrow carved them up. Like they need to get right. And Chase Young needs to be a part of it. And so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the defensive line of this 49ers team to act like and play like they're an elite group. Because that's what they're doing in Baltimore. That's what they're doing in Pittsburgh. That's what they're doing in Cleveland. Can they do that in San Francisco? And I think that's what has
0: to travel this weekend to Jacksonville. Baldy, the early game on Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday morning, Colts, Patriots in Frankfurt. Uh, Listen, the Frankfurt thing, I love it. Uh, The fans are bananas, right? They don't know when to cheer, when not to cheer. They just cheer. cheer. They're (laughs) enjoying it. Last week fun game to watch so we wake up Sunday morning we get Colts Patriots uh this feels like a crossroads with Bill Belichick right now but do you think that Robert Kraft's going to give Bill Belichick the opportunity to correct some of this stuff I know Judon's out I know the the Gonzalez kid is out but to correct what has gone wrong because if he's going to that means he's got to go a different direction with the quarterback they got to find one And then he's got to he's got to you know supplement this team in a much better way than what he's done. That may take two seasons, Baldy. I don't know if you do that in one year. So they're two and seven. Matt Jones has not been impressive. Ten touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, it just looks like he's throwing it to the other team. Last week, that's how it felt. And I'm like, this is a crossroads right now for the Patriots. Um, But that doesn't mean that you know Belichick doesn't find a way to get it done uh, in Frankfurt on uh, Sunday morning. I mean, they could—they—they
1: they could certainly beat the Colts, you know. Whatever that, you know. And I don't know how they're going to play, but it was a disappointing loss to Washington last week. On every category, it was disappointing. It was disappointing to see that roster of receivers that, you know, struggle to beat man coverage, whether it's Jalen Rager or Tyquan Thornton. I mean, it's just, it just—it looks—it it just, the offense doesn't look modern. It, it doesn't antiquated. look dynamic. The quarterback yeah. doesn't look like he has confidence. Um, outside of uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson's 64-yard touchdown run, they look—they they just look like they're stuck in a mud. And defensively, they don't have playmakers. So you can scheme and you can tinker and you can do all these different things that Belichick has always done. Um not have the players so much with the roster like that. Yeah. And yeah. so, look, I, I like I wouldn't fire Bill Belichick ever. Um, but something has to change, and. It, You could change the quarterback and go get a better quarterback. Tom Brady's not walking through those doors to to make everything look better than what it does. But there's no Gronkowski there. There's no Randy Moss there. There's, There's no elite player on offense. And without Judon and Christian Gonzalez out there, there's no elite player on defense. And so star players win these
0: games. And they had the biggest star in the league for 20 years. And he helped to win a lot of games. Yeah, it it is simplistic in that way. I I agree. I just, I don't know if anybody knows the patience of Robert Kraft, right? That's part of this. Like, is Robert like, look, he gets leeway. We got six of these things. Eh, Calm down. Maybe Robert Kraft behind closed doors is like that. But then a lot of these billionaires, uh, and you know this, Baldy, are like, win, win, win now. Why are we not winning? What the hell's going on? I don't know if he's acting that way. Uh, But it's going to be interesting because if they lose, then they're two and eight. Everybody continues this conversation, and it just builds. And Belichick is not answering any of these questions, right? I loved yeah. him last week. I'm just worried about the Colts. I want to cut. I'm just worried about the Colts. He's not going to say anything, right. guys. Uh, as we talk about these games coming up, week ten straight ahead of us. As we've been talking about all the matchups, Baldy, I do want to talk about uh, Seattle because they got crushed last week against the Ravens. I know you were there. I told you I liked the Seattle team. Did they just play a better opponent? Because they get the commanders at home. So they get to go back home to Seattle. Commanders traveling out there after beating the Patriots. We just talked about it. What's, what's the deal with Seattle? What did you see last week? Were they just, they, they got outplayed dominantly? Uh, they were out dominated by the Ravens?
1: They got out physical. You know, Geno Smith uh, literally didn't have time to set his feet and to make, you know, good throws and he made poor decisions. But we saw that against Cleveland. You know, two weeks before, you know, prior to that, the defense uh, bailed him out. Um, Gino can take you so far against better defenses, it just looked bad. Um, but I think they'll bounce back. I mean, they're still going to be, they're still going to win 10 games, maybe 11. Um, I talked to Pete Carroll before the game, and I was just asking him about all the young players that he's playing. And he's got rookies all over the place. And so I think Jackson Smith and jigman has got a place. You know, Bradford, a rookie guard you know Devin Witherspoon you can look at these young guys they're going to get better as they get more seasoned and they're going to and those guys will have chances to help them win games uh down the road they're playing just a lot of young players right now and that's not the excuse yeah um but the, I think they're a better team it's just that the ravers are just that much better uh but they they're, they're good enough to win those games at home against the commanders and and I th- expect them to get back in the winning ways this week
0: baldy before we get out of here the raiders they get an interim coach he was a really good player uh and i think guys we talk about guys in the nfl playing for the coach let's just talk about this for a second you get a big check you should be motivated and you should show up every week but it does help when you have a guy that you like right it does and so we see this with the raiders I wasn't surprised that they came out and responded the way that they did last week, but now they're at home Sunday night football. Here come the jets. We know how bad that offense is. And listen, I don't know who gets the job. Uh, Jason and I were talking about this on Tuesday and Jason was pretty adamant that he feels like, you know, Antonio should get at least a shot at this job. They didn't do that with Passaccia, which they probably should have, but I think they like the guy. I, I think these players liked the guy and they didn't like the last guy. Oh, there's no question. They didn't like anything about that regime
1: and the old Patriot way and all that stuff like that. They were, they didn't want any part of that. Um, but I, but look, Antonio, when he came out and he said, I'm from Compton, I was born a Raider. Like the, you know, the players identified with them and they played with a totally different energy level yes. than I think we saw in any game this year. Now emotion could take you so far. It still does come down to execution. And for large parts of the last couple of seasons, they haven't executed well. Um, They haven't played with the right energy level. The quarterback played a very efficient, clean game last, last week. And they're going, they're riding with Aiden O'Connell. And he was very impressive in the preseason. But let's just see against an elite defense with the Jets that have a lot to play for here. Like, can they, they they played very well against the Chargers. They made Justin Herbert look like, you know, just a, an average quarterback the other night. It, can that defense travel and just force Aiden O'Connell into mistakes? And then let's just see how the Raiders respond. Because I have a feeling that, that's that's how this game is going to get played. Where are you at this weekend, Baldy? I'm, I'm in Baltimore for that, you know, defensive showdown with the Ravens and the Browns. And every one of these games in the AFC North is just going to be a battlefield. Um, go, th- this
0: second half of the season, They're all going to be must-see TV. I agree. It's a dogfight, guys. And I think it's the best division in football, to be quite honest with you. Oh, yeah. Here here the Steelers are again, Baldy. We didn't even talk about them, you know. But here's Mike T with probably another winning season on his record. You know, the way things are going. um, And and it's just – I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be a dogfight. Hey, guys, subscribe, like us. Make sure you're here each and every week. We put out new episodes Tuesday, Friday, uh, and we're going to be back next week. Believe it or not, guys, we're getting to that point where we're starting to see what these playoff breakdowns are going to look like. and A real chance to not only win a division, maybe host a playoff game. It's week 10. This is when it starts to get really interesting. Baldy, have a great call, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. You guys have a great day. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.